much like the dope white mice in the college lab. Nothing ever happens. Nothing happens at all. The needle returns to the start of the song, and we all sing along like before. And we'll all be lonely tonight and lonely tomorrow. Telephone exchanges click while there's nobody there. Alrighty, folks, here we go. Time for the General Knowledge Podcast. It is General Maddox here, joined by my two compatriots. The boys are back together. Andy is here. He's in the country. He's back. He's back from his uh, his junket overseas, conquering PNG and uh, doing the deals and <laughs> everything else he does over there. Good to have you back, brother. Hey, it's been so long. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been good. It's good to get back, actually. Yeah. How long were you going yeah. for over there? Good to be back. Oh, only about two and a half weeks this time. Oh, so, okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. No, not too bad. Like, snappy little trip. Quick, yeah. quick time frame it's to conquer a nation. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, slowly, slowly. Uh, we have our ways. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad it's all still going... Um, you know, ahead over there and stuff. Do you, do you, one thing I've been sort of mean to ask, and I'm sure that maybe the listeners are a bit curious because they know you, you jet off over there for business and stuff, but do you talk to, you know, the locals about any of this stuff or the people you work with, you know, in your business dealings over there about, you know, the things you're into over here and the, the show or anything like that? Do you bring up the vaccine issue or, you know, the big China push over? Do, do you talk about any of that sort of stuff or is it just strictly business, mate? Oh, look, with people that I know, I do. Pretty yeah. much I have the same sort of attitude. People that I'm close to over there, you know, and there's a lot of them. I I, I sort of, you know, have a like a protection thing around the vaccines and stuff and try and educate them people oh, um, about that. All, all my staff up there are totally, even before, even before I sort of started banging on about, you know, vaccines, vaccination and stuff they already had a healthy skepticism on vaccines and the government and everything like that anyway so mm, okay. I, I would i would say probably 90 percent of the country didn't get jabbed so wow that's awesome it, yeah yeah so um so yeah it was sort of a no-brainer to sort of explain to a lot of people um about that but yeah, good it actually when you get into it, actually, the TV up there is really, really um, a strong influence on people who have TV. So basically what we saw with a lot of the first reactions was wealthier people um, that were subjected to the television and all of that manipulation mm-hmm. and um, that proceeded on with it. And because... It's always the same with like indigenous cultures and stuff, and um, that they always fare really, really badly with like Western type. Yeah, our drugs in, our intervention in their society and their way yeah. of living and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it went really pear shaped for so many people, and um, now now people up there have are really, really um, are dead set against it. Yeah, you know, okay. even the ones that. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, all right. Well, that's good to know. I was just curious, actually. Um, 
Thanks for letting us know. It's good. Ethan is also uh, joining us for the show. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on. Got your mic sorted out. You coming through loud and clear, brother? Yeah, good to be here, General. Hello to everyone out there. I haven't returned from any uh, mystical adventures into <laughs> foreign uh, foreign jungles. lands. Yeah. yeah, into jungles and with tribal nation peoples. But um, I'm glad to be here and should be a good episode, mate. You're not the medicine man like Andy is, eh? Hey? Yeah, no. Andy. Oh, he's a good bloke. Good to have you back on, boys. Uh, oh, good stuff. What was that, mate? Sorry? said, I'll, I'll have to tell you a story off air. I can't really reveal it to the public, but Ooh. like, yeah, it's pretty wild. Intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right, let me, let me write that down before I forget. <laughs> Um, yeah, one thing I was going to say, so I did a show shit, a couple of, about a month or so ago now, one of the, my bonus content shows for the illustrious members of the General Knowledge Podcast, and um, I had Shannon Rowan on, and we were just having a bit of fun, it was a pretty cool, layback kind of chill conversation, going over some sort of matrix glitches and a few things like that, and we took, chatted about the sort of the NPC phenomenon, and yeah, we, we went... Yeah, sort of right into that. I, I, of course, shared half of that show for free for everyone. Uh, anyone who wants to get the full version of that, please, of course, go over to either buymeacoffee.com forward slash General Maddox, I think it is. Um, anyway, and uh, or, or patreon.com uh, forward slash Real News Australia. You can head over there, uh, support the show, do it for a month, binge it and leave me. I don't give a fuck. Just get on there and help out. That'd be awesome. Uh, but you'll get all that extra content there as well. That show's on there, of course, the full show. Um, and it was good. It was a good fun. We had a good chat there. And, and I've just been thinking, since then, I've been sort of, it's continually on my mind, right? So little things like I'll be driving around in traffic. And normally, sometimes, you know, because I, I drive a fair bit away for work and I'm always driving job to job and that sort of shit, right? But I've noticed everyone, everyone gets behind people. They get frustrated with them. We, you know, we've all sort of had this experience. You get annoyed with the driver in front because they're not paying attention or, you know, it's a green light and they're just sitting there staring or they're, they're two car lengths away from the car in front of them. Like, it's just weird, right? And I I just thinking to myself, well, you know, maybe it's what it is. They're just bad drivers or they're just annoying people in general. Well, then I started to consider maybe they're just NPCs, right? Like, it's like yeah, they only get downloaded into the program like this consciousness enters their body when it's some sort of interaction has to happen with it and then they'll oh right like if i've beat them or something oh, oh yeah okay all right yeah. oh green light good okay I'm, I'm here now i'm present i'm in the body i'm, I'm gonna go now and then you know it's like they they're constantly beaming in and out of these people around us like sometimes they're like they're fine and you can interact with people normally and then you watch, and you watch them from a distance sometimes and they just literally look like they're in a computer game like a like you're walking around in GTA, playing GTA, and there's just people going about their business. That's what they look like. It's just it's just bizarre to me. I don't know if you guys have experienced that as well, but this this also came up in my um, feed today on just on Facebook and stuff. And it was people. I'll, I'll do the screen share so the members can see this, right? Um, so again, if you want to be able to see the video version of this, head over to uh, those uh, links in the show notes and support the show, and you'll be able to watch along as we do this. Um, but here we go. Let me screen share this. Let me know when you got that one, fellas. Yep, okay. So I've noticed that there's a lot of people 
that look the same as other people. And also throughout, like throughout time and throughout history, there's you just seem to see a repeat of the same person or, or very close to it. And just take for example this gentleman here. I'll see if I can get a little bit closer. Right, so this is just a painting of a guy. He thought it'd be funny. I'll dress the same and stand next to him. He's even got a little cod piece. Not on his cod piece, but anyway, he's got it around his waist for some reason. But um, yeah, like he, he, he looks pretty similar to the guy in the picture there. I'll flick through a couple of these. Like, there's this work of art here, stonework. It, it really does kind of look like that guy, you know, that's standing next to it. And here's another one. And I don't know if these are self-portraits or not, but these look like old pictures. Look at this guy. He looks like, looks like the same fucking guy in the picture. Look at this woman. Uh, these, are these just painting pictures of themselves? Like, this this looks like an old picture. I'm pretty sure that one is. And look at this guy. Looks exactly the same. It's kind of weird. Like, what's going on here? This fella. It's pretty damn close to that guy in that old picture, too. Even the goddamn baby. I mean, babies, hey, they don't really form too well. We'll skip that. Eh, I can't really see too much there. This one. Look at this. Look at this guy. I think it's like one of the kings. King Louis or King Henry or some shit, isn't it? Anyway, look at him. Looks exactly the same. This guy. Holy crap. <laughs> is it just me? Or is it is it this not weird? I mean, that just could be a self, self-portrait maybe. I don't know. But that guy looks exactly the same there. This guy as well. Yeah, I'll flick through these, but it's just so many. Look at this guy. This is an old photo. Very strange. Looks like the same dude. This guy looks like this fella. Right, just, just odd. There's so many of these too, right? Like, is this a coincidence that people just look like these old people? Or is it... Am I, am I reading too much into this, fellas? I don't know. I just like to play with the idea that, you know what? Maybe, maybe we're onto something here that... It just so happens to be that there are only a finite amount of models of uh, humanity that this uh, program can create at any one time, sort of thing. You know what I mean? That's where I'm kind of leading to this. I don't know. I just want to throw it back a little bit with you guys just to see what you think about that. And it, you know, I mean, is this a thing? Am I going crazy here, or do they do they not look the same to any of you guys? I'm gonna throw it at you, Ethan, first, mate. Give me your thoughts on this. I don't know. Is this something you've even considered that? Yeah, but I've sort of hypothesized here that maybe there are only a finite amount of <laughs> creations in this in this uh, simulation that we're in. Yeah, general. So <laughs> I've obviously, on the member section of the website, we've obviously explored the concept of NPCs quite extensively over the last few years from things like what you were speaking about, just wondering about them at lights. And, mm. you know, I've broken down... That's information processing, and there's some people that process information differently. And if you read studies, there's some there's large majorities of people that don't have an inner monologue yes, in their head. We've spoken their day about to day, this. Crazy. Yeah, their day to day practices are they're only thinking about what the next task is in front of them. Drive through this light, turn at this road, make my bed, head to the bathroom. They're yeah, not thinking yeah. of anything, anything else, else in their head. Yep. But this expands to this concept that you're talking about as well, General. And in August of 2022, I did a whole member circle podcast on this, on the concept of doppelgangers, yes, which is what they're this. called, yep. and templates. 
the study of templates and we had a look at some of those photos that you're looking through there mm -hmm. and you know just tying this to the mpc theory about you know are the people around us as genuine as us? And we've spoken about are there different breeds of humans, like there are different breeds of dogs, for example. And one interesting thing that I learned, and there's a number of studies on this, is that not only do these people look alike, general, but look-alike humans also show genetic similarities. So not only do doppelgangers look alike, but their genes make them act alike as well no way so that's that's where a whole new um, avenue opens to see that people that look the same also have the same types of personalities the same types of behavior traits and this is where it starts to enter into those realms that you're speaking about about mm. who are we really surrounded by yeah. is, is humanity everything that we've been told is the world everything that we've been told and the more that you start to put these little pieces together, like from the mind to these doppelgangers that look alike, their genes show that they have genetic similarities as well. They act the same, not only looking the same. Now, how crazy is that? That's insane. That is, that's just so bizarre. Like, fair enough, I can accept that whole, yeah, they all look the same throughout history and stuff, but but then to take on similar traits and, and act the same, like far out, man, that's just a whole nother level, isn't it? Really? That blows me away. I've put a link. I've put a link in the show notes. If you want to bring the article up on screen that okay. I'm referring to for the, for the members, yep. but essentially for those that are listening at home and are not watching just before, essentially it was just photos of people standing there with photos behind them that look exactly the same. And we know that it's not just historical figures that look the same, but also um people in the modern age so people that look the same in the modern age act the same as well so it's it's a crazy phenomenon that i'm i'm fascinated we i could do a whole four-hour podcast on just talking about this mate it's, it fascinates me um it's it might be a subscriber piece. yeah it is i can't yeah. I, it's, I can't even scroll on the screen at all so well, I'll anyway. send you another study, but you can you can see the headline there. You know, yeah, exactly what I was talking genes about. Yeah, make them act too. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but I've just I've sent through a study there that might not be link. Link will um, from... link will still be in the show notes for everyone. Um, we'll just so this is from one. this one that we'll bring up as a study, so you shouldn't have to log into that. But again, it's this whole concept. Um, if you look at the title at the top there, I don't know if yeah. you can see it. Look-alike humans identified by facial recognition algorithms show genetic similarities. <laughs> and essentially, it's just talking about how they have physical and behavioral phenotypes beyond facial features in their behaviors, in their actions. It's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Even down to the microbiome? Wow. Okay. Oh. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to read that later. Well, again, these will be in the show notes so for everyone else as well. Sorry, go again. Yeah. yeah, so you tell me, mate. You know, like, what really explains all of this? Is it, as that's you right. said, there are certain templates of humans that are in the world, but nobody pays attention? But I pay attention that much that I have seen people, and I'm like, I've seen you before. Like, not just you, like how you look, but I've, I know your type of personality. I know your type of behavior as well. And it's just a weird thing. It is, like you say, like there is 
only a certain amount of uh, templates in this realm, this simulation, whatever we're in, mate. Oh, That's what it seems like, Andy. Well, let's get Andy on this one. All right, Andy, you've, you've heard what we've had to say there. All those things I was mentioning, you know, like, you know, sitting in traffic and you're just thinking of people just getting beamed into this body all of a sudden and then they act or, you know, they don't have this interior monologue that we've mentioned before and the likeness of these people throughout history. Like, there's a lot in there to unpack, I mean, but give us your thoughts on that, mate. I mean, it just, to me, it leads us towards that this is, we are in some kind of fucking computer simulation of some sort. I don't know. You know what I mean? What do you think, mate? Well, just on the outset, I'd like to, I'd like to firstly announce that, like, you and Ethan, you both lost your shit. You're absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I I reckon there's definitely there is definitely something in all of that the NPC thing, and look if you subscribe to the whole, um, you know we live in a holographic reality that's you know like some sort of you know that has some sort of a computer type basis to the whole thing, then it kind of makes sense because it like any kind of program or computer of any kind of strength will will have some sort of limitation somewhere to make it you know to make it function that's what i'm I'm getting at that's exactly what i'm getting at andy that's nail on the head there mate everything has some sort of constraints put to it like nothing is they have they don't have this infinite ability on these computing things so they're constrained by their by the limitations of whatever is powering it or whatever it is and a result of that, the evidence of that seems to be the things that we're seeing. You know what I mean? They, we can't. I don't think we can explain it away with some sort of science or all this sort of shit. Like it's too fucking coincidental for my liking, anyway. So I think you've that's that's what I'm. Yeah, you've just explained a little bit there exactly what I was trying to get to. Definitely, and yeah, I've come across the same sort of thing. You know, and 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 I'm sure we've discussed it before. Definitely during the. The, the COVID lockdowns and things like that, when you're walking around shops and stuff, it was very, it was very, very strange. And I'm not sure if it's the same thing or not, but like definitely this hive mind kicked in and, and it's almost like people were walking in the same lines and, you know, very, very strange, very predictable. It was almost like the very... program was undergoing maintenance. And you know what I mean? So everything yeah. kind of reverted back to some primitive kind of behavior. And we started seeing all these idiots around us doing the right. You're right, mate. Doing these same things, sitting in lines, follow the arrows, you know, like, but there were a few of us sitting around this going, what the hell's going on? Like, we're not part of this fucking program. And we're sitting here watching this going, look at the way these people are acting. This is insane. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes more this, this all starts to make a bit more sense and you're helping me put that together man I appreciate that that was well done yeah <laughs> I don't feel so crazy now we're all we're all nuts as each other <laughs> I mean it takes a vivid imagination to come up with those sort of hypotheses and stuff but I mean, seriously, people, the listeners out there, did you, I hope, hopefully you guys get what I'm getting at here. Maybe you've experienced the same sort of thing too. I would yeah, I would love to hear the listener thoughts on this as well. So yeah, shoot us a comment or an email or whatever if you've experienced anything similar to that as well. Uh, Ethan, did you have something else there? Yeah, well, you know, this sort of um, discussion sort of expands upon, you know, it goes to then the celebrity realm, you know, celebrities that look like each other or premiers and government officials that look like each other or even humans that look like um, characters in like 
you just muted yourself in um sorry. yeah sorry in cartoons and stuff like that i've just sent through a little photo in the chat if you want to have a look yeah, at it it okay. gives you sort of an idea of what i'm talking about let me uh did you mute yourself again was it on? yeah essentially um it's like are there you know bigger bigger templates are there uh you know does this expand beyond you know into the realm of uh goodness me yeah cartoons right. i like this to, whole you know facial structures yeah um, it's a it's a fascinating rabbit hole to go down i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna okay yeah i'm gonna look into this even more this is very cool yeah i should have um delved into this a bit more back when you put that doppelganger piece out there but i think i'm probably working at the time when i was i always am when i'm listening to these things so i kind of get sidetracked but there you go there's another example there of a comical template there wow that's that's full on um you got another one for me here we go uh i think i sent the wrong link through hold on just trying to get to to twitter here yeah you're right it's old twitter link but this is where we're talking about um the celebrities so this is comparing two celebrities um with one another and you can sort of see does this expand then to the celebrity realm you know um does, are there celebrities that look alike? Or does this just mean they're from the same family or same family trees? Or is there something that goes beyond it Holy in shit. the Hollywood realm? Look at these two. Yeah, you don't see it separately, but maybe together you start to put some pieces together, you know, about Hollywood. That's um, Bob, the people um, what's his name? Bob Saget? Or, no, what's his name? Is it Bob Saget? No. Oh, I can't think of his name now. Remember his name? Again, um, the the members who are watching this, you'll, you'll see these pictures, yeah. Because you've got um, Colbert on the, the left there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and the guy um, on the right. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember his name. But pretty anyway. sure it is. Yeah, it does. looks like yeah. Stephen Colbert, or his name is. But yeah, essentially, I just want to throw in that those last two links there to sort yeah, of that's talk the, about... That's the you know, dad from Full House, isn't it? That looks like him. That, that TV show back in the day. Yeah. Who else? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Anyway, yeah, far out. Okay. I'll leave that link up again. I'll put that in the show notes for the members. But um, another <laughs> example. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I get it. There are... Co look, I'm not going to discount coincidences. I do think there are coincidences in life. Okay. Um, but there, there's too many things that are, are leading me towards that revelation of this whole NPC phenomenon, this simulation type theory, you know, like um, it gets to the point where you almost expect one day to be going along and, and bumping into the, the wire mesh frame at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's an end to this thing somewhere and we're going to either touch it, feel it, or, you know, like something weird's going to happen, you know, like we sort of have a barrier that we get to like, Oh shit. Like this, this is the end of existence sort of thing, you know, like, I don't know. It just seems that way. It'll, it'll, it's that's where else can it go? We can't. We can't. I don't think we can go on like this forever because we're we're sort of you know awake in this system and you know we're going against the programming, so to speak. So anyway, big big topic. Uh, I hope the members can dive into this a bit more too. It's a it is fascinating, fascinating to to think about that as a as a possibility for the existence that we're experiencing now. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what's beyond that. I'm not going to say who wrote the program or what it actually is. You know what I mean? But I have no answers for that. That's even more. That's even more thought that needs to happen. I think too. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, anything but further on that? So yeah, go. So, 
I was just saying, you, it also fair. helps us. Yeah, you know, it also helps us. You know, a lot of people would argue, oh, that's dehumanizing to envision other humans as sort of subpar or not really human at all. But, you know, in a way, it does help us deal with these things. You know, you talk about for years we wondered why do the masses accept all of these things? Why, you know, why won't they awaken, blah, blah, blah. And the COVID revelation you know, because that's what apocalypse means. It yeah, means unveiling great, great what revealing, was unveiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, what was unveiled to us. That That is all of our suspicions were true. These yeah. people are not It was not almost like confirmation, us. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, that gives me comfort. It's like, yes, maybe you could see the dehumanizing element. For, but for me, I don't have hatred towards these people. No. I don't see them as different from me. We're just different in whatever well, we realm. we still have to interact with them. We still, They're still a part of our life so to speak you know what i mean like exactly and this is what helps me separate when i say to people it's like the future for us is different for the future for them these are the ones that ran headfirst into a slaughterhouse that Mm. ran headfirst to vaccines to digital id they're they're the ones that are going to do it Mm. but that doesn't mean you and you don't this theory sort of gives you a reason to be okay with the fate of others because others might not be different to you. You might not need to hang on to this. Oh, we're all the one race. We need to all awaken together. Yeah. Maybe these people aren't like you. Maybe they'll never get it no. because they're not programmed to get well, it. Well, I think like that's why I think their fate is pre-programmed, whereas ours isn't. Ours just seem to be a bit more unwritten. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah. we, we have that ability to make our own choices and decisions that that can lead us on different paths. Where they seem to just be following that one path on the arrow on the arrow lines, mate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a test of faith, mate. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? yeah like, just, in a sense, it really is. Seeing, yeah, just because you're seeing millions and tens of millions of NPCs around you doing it, that doesn't mean that you have to do it. And mm. that's your whatever realm we're in, whatever experiment or test or simulation well, or game and it leads me the, that's the test it leads me faith. right back to that inversion of reality because you know we can see that the reality has been inverted for for it well for all of them and for us for us to a degree but we 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 witness the, the inversion whereas they're oblivious to the inversion of the reality you know what i mean so that's that's that sort of defining characteristic as you know we're looking at it and going, that's not reality. You know, I know what reality is. I define my own reality. They go along with whatever reality is presented to them. And it's always inverted. It's a, it's an opposite. It seems to be the opposite of whatever we think is the actual truth of things, you know, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mate. And for all we know, and we've been exploring this as well, the evil elite or the people that run the show are also part of the code. They're Possibly. also Possibly. designed to help us maneuver through whatever our places in this realm the, right? the, the scary so the scary like, thought is if what if some of them are actually like us <laughs> you know what i mean there you go Ugh. but the, again is that is that scary you know this is the concept that we've been um exploring as well is this concept of of great initiation why is everything so fake why is everything so blatant in front of your face that yeah. they're showing you is it because they're laughing at you oh it's or, a definite mockery it, i think but or do you, or, what do you think of something else is it because they want you to be in on the joke? Because yeah. you're like, yeah, you're you're different. Is it initiation? A- Andy's got something to say on that topic. Go for it, Andy. Look, I there's a, there's a a belief out there, and I'll just share it with you that like when you talk about 
NPCs and PCs that like every single soul that's playing this game is only just in has got its own universe around it right so you general have like me and Ethan don't exist really so we're just there's there's only one you know game or simulation with around your soul and everything around you including your wife and kids and everything like that is just uh, either a PC or an NPC like engaging with you in that so things like you know like Donald Trump and you know like you know the like Boris Johnson and all, all these all these things they they don't exist they they're just they're just part of the script and and of what you can observe so it's just you in your universe with nothing else does that make any sense? Yeah, and of I, course, I with think I see where you're going. Ethan's living universe with like nothing. There's nothing else around him. Everything is just a simulation around your around around your construct. Could you could you let's let's try and move that to a, a spot where it makes sense to in order to visualize, like say for example, this is the way I'm picturing it when you explain it like that. Is that I've my life is I've gone into, you know, the virtual reality room to play the game that I'm playing, which is life. And then you guys are in your own room as well. You know, that's your universe. That's your virtual reality. Everything around you is not real, but you're real. I'm real. And, you know, Ethan's real. We're playing our version of that game sort of thing. You know what I mean? That sort of virtual reality type type existence you know what i mean so yeah is that sort of the, like is that i'm trying to envisage you know uh, put a picture to what you're saying yeah yeah that, that's right in it would be so like that i guess me, when you engage with me you're just you're just engaging a like a pc character within your universe mm, right mm. so that's as you move around like when you get in your car and, and drive mm-hmm. like the script and the and and the computer simulation just folds out in front of you Mm. when you come home and your wife there she's she's a pc character within your universe but if you were to you you there's nothing more beyond your in your world beyond where where you can see so it's just all a simulation and you're the only one in it really do you you're the only do you think people who take things like MDMT and, you know, those psychedelics and things where they see, you know, I mean, you've done this. I mean, you, maybe both of you have even tried some of these things, but I, um, I've only been yeah. vomited on, on marijuana, but um, <laughs> I um, that, that's episode one, folks, of the Patreon show. It's a really good, fun one. Anyway, um, I... Yeah, so I can't sort of you know, speak on those terms, but would you, you know, you, you visit a different plane of existence, you see things on a different level when you're in that state, you know, it, would that is that a way of, of looking outside of the program, do you think, in yeah. a sense? Yeah, you're breaking outside, the program doesn't know how to handle it. Right. And, and you can outside of that, that program and see beyond it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying this is like, this is, these are all, 
yeah, we're just you know, hypothesizing a bit here, yeah. But people do, they're really into this concept that mm. actually the universe is all individual. So that's why, so when, you, when you're in your universe and, and there's a lot of evil, for example, this is all part of you. And or if there's a lot of good in your in your universe or in your your construct, then then that's part of you as well. So the good and the evil that you see around you is is part of what you are. It's all part of you. So like so if if there's I don't know, if there's war and tension and everything like that, then that's part of your simulation. It's coming that you coming from within, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if you're in a war, then in, in turmoil, then that's part of. It's part of what you 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 have to go through. What's mm-hmm. it's part of your simulations all about? But it's only just you in there, and the enemy and all of these things and, and these people walking on the sidewalk. They're all either NPCs or PCs. Mm-hmm. Like your wife, obviously, the closest PC. You know, so but she's just a character. She's nothing else. She's not actually a soul. She's just a character within your universe. Well, I, hope, I hope that makes. That, oh, yeah, it does. But it's just a concept. I'm trying to wrap my head around. It's very intriguing. Um, yeah, interesting stuff, mate. Ethan, have you got a response to that? Just before we move on. Yeah, I do entertain a lot of those thoughts. I just think, Same. you know, the individual aspect of it, you know, like um, I remember the first sort of simulation theory when it was first being discussed and really big and it was this whole concept of, uh, um, you know, all everything is processed as light through the eyes and nothing's physical yeah, and why it, can I not go through... broke it down to math and shit, didn't they? Yeah, it's like, why can't I go through this wall, but a radio signal can go through this wall, blah, blah, blah. What well, This table's not really solid because things can go through it that aren't me just because I can't go through it. And for me, like, the more I sort of investigated that element of it, the more it, it just seemed, and as I grew over time to understand the concept of scientism, it seemed to me more like scientism, you know, like what they're really talking about once you really try to break it down and get them to prove what they're saying. It all sounds fancy, but when you actually get them to prove that, it's like these concepts of atom and matter. It's like, oh, yeah, there's atoms all around us, but if you look at an atom, it goes somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we, can't, we can't look at it. And it's, no, all, but they're and it's there. filled with empty space and all that sort of shit, yeah. Yeah, and and matter and all this stuff, and it just seems like scientism for me. For me, it more comes back to like this whole concept of like we're all real. The people that are listening to this show are all real, but maybe we need to come to the terms with the fact that we're in a, a world where there are a very very small number of us who are real, so to speak. But we think that there are billions and billions of people around us. But how many of those are actually real? Mm. And I think that in this realm, people that are real find their way to each other. There is something bigger guiding us, and that's why we've found each other and communities find each other and why we wake up to events, you know, like there's something else going on there. Mm. But I think it, it we could be in some sort of a realm. It could be simulated. We could all just be hooked up to machines outside or something. But I think it's more more so not the individual as in like nothing else is real and my wife's a character in my narrative but we're all sort of real characters while the rest are 
NPCs. There's very few real PCs around if you want to use those terms, mm. but that could expand to anything, you know, beyond just game talk. It's like, where are we? And then, you know, you bring into the population statistic hoaxes and everything. It's like how many people are really even out there? Mm. And I just think it's more likely that there's a very, very small few of us in, in a truly Truman Show-esque way. Um, there's a lot of fake around us, including mm. potentially fake programmed, botted template humans that are right. very, as the yep. science says, has very little information processing, don't have internal monologues, templates, you know mm. what I mean? I mm. think that we're the real ones, but what's our purpose? Do we have to beat the level? Do we have to beat the final boss? Do we have to resist playing the game? Is that our goal? I think it's we're here what, to work something a, out. Mate, you nearly, you nearly mentioned a <laughs> fucking tagline from an old school movie that I highly recommend, Matthew Broderick in War Games. The only way to win is to not play. Don't play the game. <laughs> there you go, mate. Yeah, because yeah, he was, he was battling it? against AI in this, you know, in this... It was, did you ever, have you ever seen War Games? Have you ever watched that movie? I have not, no. Oh, mate, no, seriously. Have to... You'll have to. It's a classic 80s flick, mate. Matthew Broderick, uh... Ali Sheedy, I think, as well. A couple of old school actors you'll recognize from other movies and things. But, yeah, he's like a computer hacker, logs into, like, a government website. He's thinking that he's downloading games, and they're actually, like, war games that this AI that the military have built plays to try and game out, like, World War Three and stuff. And he's playing against it, uh, thinking he's having fun. And then there's fucking, you know, they're in fucking DEFCON 5 and the nukes are fueling and all this sort of shit. And he's like fuck, I'm just playing a game. I thought I was just playing a game, you know? And then he ends up finding the guy that wrote the code that made the AI and, you know, um, it was all this sort of shit. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like, it starts playing tic-tac-toe. It's good. Yeah, like, and it plays, yep. it plays, he goes, oh, you know, what game do you want to play? He's talking to the computer and he's like, it'll play tic-tac-toe. And it, the, the, you see the computer, like, playing tic-tac-toe like a hundred thousand times just in the, every second. It's a game, bang, game, and it just keeps going. He's like, it can't win because it, it's, there's never really any winner if you play it properly. You know what I mean? You'll always have a stalemate. Yeah. And then so it ends up saying it to itself, you're the only way to win is to not play. You know, he's like, and it says at the end, would you like to play another game? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's a fucking awesome flick, man. For It was ahead of its time back in the day. Really cool. War games. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, I'll, mm. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you sure. probably get it on any of those old, uh, the other streaming movie platforms. You have a look on We'll dig it up. Uh, anyway, all right, let's move on to the next thing. That's a really cool topic for... I hope the listeners can get into that one and, uh, and delve into that uh, NPC-type phenomenon. It's, uh, it's not going away. We're going to keep bring, coming back to it because it's definitely an important topic. Um, but let's move on a little bit here. Andy mentioned earlier, um, you know, when he's going on his travels, or I asked him the question about, you know, you know are, they, are they big on the vaccines? Are we protecting people in Papua New Guinea? And he, he alluded to us and dropped the bombshell that he reckons, you know, 90-odd percent of the... Com- the population don't take the vaccine, didn't take the COVID jab and all that sort of stuff. And pre-show, I was chatting to the the lads here and uh, listeners about, I'm sure anyone who watches TV or has a TV still, I know Andy doesn't, so he won't know this, but you probably hear it on the radio. You'll see ads online. Big push, folks, big push to get the next COVID booster. They're saying, you know, they're not pushing it to kids because, of course, they've, um, you know, oh, maybe we shouldn't give it to five and under and all that sort of stuff. But there's a big push now on the on the news again and ads. Every ad break, there's an ad for the booster and all this sort of shit. And it's like, well, it does me hitting because, A, this is costing, you know, it's, it's taxpayer funded. Everything, anything, no, nothing is ever government funded. 
there's no such thing as government funded. It's taxpayer funded. So we fund everything. They just waste all our money on all this sort of shit. Back in the day, remember when it came out that they pre-purchased, I think it was ScoMo pre-purchased like 160 million doses of the shots. You know what I mean? Like, like why is that? That's, that's more than enough to do everyone twice. Why is that? Well, because, of course, here we go. They, they pre-planned all the boosters. They knew they were going to be booster after booster after booster. So this is still part of that program, I believe. That, well, they've already bought them. We've already paid for them. So you better you better try and sell them. You might as well you know, get them onto the public, get people to take them. Of course, it's dwindling every, more and more. The more people I talk to and they're like, nah, man, you got the two or I only got the one. Nah, hated it. You know, a lot of people, even people who aren't awake to what we are into and stuff, just the normies. The NPCs that I talk to, even them, they, even they don't want any more. Um, so it's just this big push again for more and more of these boosters, boys. Um, first of all, just just quickly, have you seen, have you come across this? Have you noticed this, gentlemen, uh, this big push? Ethan, I'll go to you first. Have you seen this re-push re for uh, the boosters here in Australia? Yeah, mate, I saw an ad uh, just a few hours ago yeah. talking about it, you know, and, and this is number five. That's right. You know, just That's to, right. In, in January, they approved for late February, I believe it was, booster or jab shot number five. Mm -hmm. So here we are, you know, um, so we're seeing in that, a situation. That now, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. this mass advertising is happening and it's like, man, like literally nobody cares about this yeah. stuff anymore. Only yeah. the, like, the npc -est of NPC is out really wearing their mask still and yeah. doing and everyone that. everyone who, who like, I talk to, on. even my customers I talk to and stuff, and even they refer to COVID as in the past. They were like, oh, yeah, that was back in COVID. Remember when COVID? They, it, it, everyone refers to it as it's been and gone. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're... they're wasting their money again but andy have you noticed this have you seen the push uh lately for um the, you know getting the fifth jab the boost num booster number three yeah um actually just in the i do i do get infected by the mainstream <laughs> like i just there's a particular radio station i like listening to and um in the car and uh yeah man yeah i know what you mean yeah it just seems to be a big uptick yeah. on um, on this on this push to get this boosters and and the same old like rhetoric safe and effective yeah they, yeah. they can't they, no one no one's invented a new tagline yet but, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, definitely general yeah I love your choice of words though <laughs> the MSM has infected you <laughs> the, did you know there's there's actually a vaccine for that it's called TOTT news. <laughs> <laughs> get on the TOTT news drug it's better than the MSM that's for sure <laughs> but anyway so the reason why I bring that up is of course over if you speaking of TOTT news head over there and uh, Ethan's put one up yesterday uh, AstraZeneca vaccine discontinued in Australia now this didn't really make headline news anyway did it they kind of just sort of snuck this one in um, Ethan I'll hand it over to you just to sort of you know, have a quick chat about this ridiculous piece of uh, pharmaceutical shenanigan uh, over at TOTT News. Yeah, there, mate. Mate. yeah, here we go. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, you were right. They did sneak it in. Mm. Um, it, it, the news came not through any real major announcements or mainstream media coverage, but it just comes through a little update that the health department made on April 4th yesterday on their website, um, just discussing that you know, on the AstraZeneca page, the specific page with all the information on it, all the PDFs, et cetera, et cetera. So 
they did a little update and their update essentially told everyone that as of March 20th, the AstraZeneca vaccine is no longer available in Australia. So it is now gone. The OG clot shot. Yes, um, that's right. <laughs> like to call it. Um, that was the, the very first jab that landed here on Australian shores. And, and of course, for the rest of the world, come from Oxford, the Oxford AstraZeneca jab, which mm. was renamed to you know, Vaxivria or whatever it's called, you know, once it had such an awful... Yeah, Vaxivria, once it had such a terrible reputation. Um, Yeah, that's right, yeah. It it was killing people subsidy. What do we do? Oh, fuck, rename it. Call it something else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the tactics. Anyway, sorry. That's what they do. Unreal, mate. So, yeah, essentially, that was um, what has happened. So they've, they've removed it. And essentially, the health department said that it was a commercial decision um, to get rid of it. The sponsor, Oxford, got rid of it. So it still is provisionally approved by the TGA. But as we'll, you know, you'll see towards the end of the article when I talk about the history and the legacy of this um, jab, it really, by the end of 2021, had rubbed a, a bad taste in people's mouths, mm. right? It, it, no one's going to get AstraZeneca, even, as you said, the, the normiest of the normies. So essentially what I did was just go and relive in the bottom of this piece the, the history and the legacy of this jab. And I highlight the multiple countries in February and March that had already gathered data because their rollout began at the end of 2020 in most major countries. You may remember that ours was delayed. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, all of these countries around or shortly just after we began our rollout had already gathered information that showed that this had minimal effect, that it was causing blood clots, and they banned it. And so I go through all of the multiple dozens of European countries that banned it, why they banned it, but here in Australia, our um, you know, our uh, chief medical officer, who was uh, Paul Kelly at the time, said that there's no evidence that it causes blood clots. Then the two months after it had been introduced, there had been half a dozen blood clot cases officially, all through the media, them saying, hang on a minute, we didn't know this was going to happen. And it's like, yes, you had the data from all overseas. Mm-hmm. And... Then all of a sudden, they came out and officially said that we advised that for everyone under the age of, I believe it was 60, you now have to take Pfizer because of the increased, and officially they said 20 in a million chance, which is very (laughs) high for even their numbers. You've got a chance of getting rare blood clots, which this included blood clotting of the brain. It also, in other countries, they found, you know, like seizures and and really bad things wrong with these people. And so from that, that's where Pfizer came in. At the end of 2021, there was 7 million AstraZeneca shots just sitting there wasting. And they tried to bring it in as a booster, but nobody really took it up. And now, a year later... Here we are, mate. They've mm-hmm. they've finally got rid of it. But I, I sort of highlight in that piece the lasting damage that it has caused. Um, families that want royal commissions and want inquiries into why their, their son or daughter was trying to do the right thing and ended up dead. Um, also... No, no, there's no the, evidence, the, Ethan. No evidence at all. 
No evidence, mate. No evidence. Poor people, uh, man. Until Poor there people. was evidence. Yeah. And some of them, mate, are still waiting. You know, it's a, it's a joke of a system for these vaccine payment claims for people that have been damaged by this. I know someone that took an AstraZeneca, 54, you know, had heart problems. But who's going to be held accountable, you know? And, you know, so even though it is a good thing to celebrate, bye-bye AstraZeneca, never come back again, this did leave some lasting damage. And as as people thought, they're like, oh, we need to go to Pfizer. That's the better option. But if you look through the last 10 pieces of the Pfizer paper series that we've talked about, they pretty much went from the blood clot vaccine to the died suddenly vaccine. So it didn't end up better for people. This was just a campaign to get people to... To go in and we spoke about it at the time mate how do you even know that these are different vaccines how do you not know it's just all the same one and it's this is just a big marketing scam you know but that's the history of astrazeneca and it's now gone from australia the yeah. oxford experiment is now gone but that's that's because they're making way for all of these next generation super vaxxers that are now just going to human trials and all the mrna facilities yeah. and they want cancer vaccines and you know, flu vaccines, everything mRNA. So it's That's like, right. even though these jabs, even though these jabs are gone now, they've left a, an indelible impression, and they also, you know, led the groundwork for this biopharma era that we're we're entering. So, mm. you know, everyone go get yeah. your Pfizer boosters, number five. Um, it'd be good if all of these jabs would just go away, like AstraZeneca has, in my opinion. But yeah, still, absolutely. good news that. No one else will have to deal with the blood clotting, shotting <laughs> from, from that Australia. brand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just have to put from up with it one. from the other ones. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, good news hidden amongst the bad news in general, really, I guess. But um, yeah, interesting. Hey, that um, just sort of yeah, we'll just just quickly take that one off the shelf. We don't need that one. No one talk about that one anymore. Before you, before long, it'll, it will disappear from existence, and uh, it'll only it'll only be you'll only hear news articles and the mainstream media talking about how remember when mRNA technology saved us from COVID. That's what it'll be. It'll be those traditional vaccines aren't any good anymore. You know what I mean? They're no good. We have to use the mRNA technology. And what are they what are they building here in the in the country? They're building mRNA type facilities to make. All sorts of vaccines that are probably coming through the pipeline, and I dare say probably being trialed mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? Um, I've actually and they knew it. they knew, like South Africa already had banned it two and a half weeks before we rolled it out, and these people knew. They said there was no blood clots, there was nothing, and I hope that these people do get their money. I hope they do get inquiries, genuine ones, yeah. and I hope that people do be held accountable for these decisions because when there is risk, there must always be choice. Correct. And people didn't get that choice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that choice was coerced out of most people, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but it, it would be interesting to know if um, with that payout scheme for the vaccine damage that the government rolled out, I, I would like... I mean, I don't, I don't. I haven't heard of any money actually being paid out of that yet. I mean, or being awarded to anyone. And, and even then, I hear it was only minimal amounts. Like... It was capped at a certain amount and all that sort of shit. You know, it'd be, it would be interesting to get some sort of, you know, dig up on that one there as well. I wonder if Dr. Coles, TJ Coles has looked into that one at all, if any payouts have been uh, actually 
handed out to anyone as an acknowledgement of the damage caused by these shots at all. Have you heard of anything, uh, gentlemen? The stats, the official stats say that of of the 3,071 claims that were received um, by November of last year, only 263 have been paid out so far out of 3,000 claims that made it through. To the tune of what amount do we know? Um, I don't, I think here it is. It says the COVID-19 vaccine claim scheme administered by Services Australia covers losses or expenses of $1,000 or above relating to injuries resulting to hospitalisation or death. So you get your medical bills covered, mate. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Can you, can you shoot that link to me as well? We'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. <laughs> wow. There you go, Andy. <laughs> Shit. Mm. <laughs> I love how he just tells it real straight up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, look, uh, again, like Ethan said, Andy, a little bit of good news. It's at least one of them's off the shelf. Um, but all that means, all that means is anyone who's out there still getting them, uh, literally just, they've only got one option now. They have to go and get the mRNA shot now if they want to get a shot. That okay. is. It says here. It doesn't matter. No go, Andy. The, I mean, they're all owned by BlackRock or Vanguard anyway, so... Oh, the same money is all going to the same people, exactly. You know, you stick any of this junk in your arm, it's all, you know... Good luck to you, as far mm. as I'm concerned. Mm. We did a... We did a... We filmed a funeral on Monday. 21-year-old died in the shower, just died, right? Far out. Did we... I mean, when, when we were kids, like... That would, I mean, no, it, doesn't happen. We'll... it would only you would only see that Andy if that child slipped on the soap and cracked their head open or some shit. You know what I mean? Or or s- fell through the shower screen and sliced themselves to bits on glass. You know what I mean? That's the only time at that age type of person would drop dead in the shower. Other, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. like seriously, does these days, man? Yeah. It's common. And there are still people out there. I mean, I know, uh, uh, like. Love him or hate him, but I mean, even even JLB's out there. He's still, I think, he's still in denial that there's a lot of people dropping dead from these things. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm not noticing it around me, but I'm like, well, hey, like, I know people who are getting killed by these things. And and Andy, you're a prime example of people just, yeah, like you said. Since when do we see a healthy, or uh, who was probably a healthy twenty odd year old, just suddenly just drop dead in the shower? You know, like, come on, like, yeah. Well, I think too, when you look at it in those in the list of um, countries that I spoke about that banned the AstraZeneca vaccine quite early, um, the country that he's currently in was one of those uh, countries that banned the AstraZeneca that suspended the rollout very early on. Not many people got it, as Mm -hmm. opposed to our population, where most people got their first dose, and it was like, oh crap. And so I think that that again, it's it's more just so the location that he is and stuff. Yeah, and, I think so too. You know, so it it, it lends you know, credence to the fact that yeah, I know you may not be seeing it around you, but like like we are, we're exactly. we're seeing it around us, man. Like it's no, I can tell you, yeah, yeah, we've all got a story of someone we know close to us that has been killed by yeah. one of these things already. You know, so um, anyway. And it says here, just to throw in just one last thing, it says that um, the maximum payout is $70,000 for this scheme. (laughs) Imagine that. Life is turned upside down by this thing and most you'll get Uh, is 70 grand. 
So if you're like uh, Sandra Byron, who's 59, who experienced severe symptoms of um, Guillain-Barre syndrome and capillary leak syndrome after her first... Guillain-Barre syndrome and capillary leak syndrome after her first AstraZeneca vaccine, and now she's in chronic pain, unable to work. If you're one of her... Um, people, you'll get $70,000. And it says here 75 claims totaling $3.8 million have been paid under the scheme. Yep. So I just want to do the math here. $3.8 million divided by 75. Let's see what this average payout is. So $50,000 roughly each, if we're to believe those numbers yeah. that the 75 people... Have got, and I mean, in this modern day and age, what's fifty thousand dollars going to get you? It's That's thirty thousand for a house deposit if you're lucky, yeah. with no loans and stuff. Yeah. You know, with loans and grants and everything, yeah. it's like fifty thousand dollars last year. Year. And what if are you've you got do? like lifelong medical bills? Fighting. Yeah, that's going to get you through maybe two or three years at best if you've got medical bills to pay. You know, especially if the shit they prescribe to you is not on the pharmaceutical benefit scheme or something, and you're paying full price for that shit. You're gonski. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, and just incidentally, too, let's in terms of that's what the government's giving people for this, pure you know, um, making these claims and stuff. Do we, does anyone done the math on what they're saying one vaccine shot costs? Does anyone have that information at all? Have you come across that? Like, is it like a say it's a dollar or two bucks? Or what do you think it would be? Just incidentally, of of the cost of one shot of a vaccine to be administered. What do you reckon that would cost? Any thoughts? I'd assume it'd be like you said, a dollar or something. Let's just well, let's just say, for example, it's one dollar, right? Well, they've said that they've they pre-purchased one hundred and sixty million doses. You know what I mean? Like that's that. Well, if it's one dollar a shot, that's one hundred and sixty million dollars that they've spent on on administering the things. That's not including everything else that goes along with it. That's probably just to purchase the product itself. You know what I mean? Then you got to pay everyone to do it and inject it and everything else that went along with it that they spent. Yeah, we're probably three or four times that much. You know what I mean? And yet, you, look at I the found, tiny... Fra- you got it? You got it there? I found it online here. It says that, um, according to Oxfam, yep. it said that it cost $1.18 per vaccine for Pfizer to make. And they produced 8 billion doses or whatever, and they sold them at um, $19.50 per dose oh, to go. governments. Okay. So $1.18 to make, and they've sold it off to governments for $19.50 per dose. Wow, here we go. <laughs> like my, my, my and then there's $8 billion. Come on, turn around. $8 billion. That's a good payday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's math my calculator won't even, doesn't even want to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You need a proper calculator, mate, for them big numbers. $8 billion times that profit. I need to turn my calculator around. You go? So, there we go. Scientific. Here we go. So 160 million doses is what they say that they've purchased times nine. Was it $19.50? That they charge governments? 50, yeah. yep. Holy, that's uh, $3.12 billion that they've spent. I'm buying those just off of companies. Australian government. That's just on our. Yeah, ones. just off of Australia. Yeah, so that's Unreal. how much the, the ta- us, the taxpayer, have paid for these things, and yet a tiny fraction of that is what they've put aside to people who get hurt by them. Wow, there you go, there you go, folks. That's that's <laughs> what the government thinks of you. All right, let's move on to uh, 
the next thing I wanted to cover, a bit of fun to, to wind up the show here. Um, also, th- th- I love this. This is probably my... I'm going to put this up there with my top 10 articles of the year so far. Again, over at TTTnews.com. Jim's mowing founder fools the MSM with a micro-nation joke. I love this. This this Jim is a fucking legend. I mean, of, of this is my... You know, I'm in this business. This is the... You know, it would be like me starting a Lee's mowing. You know what I mean? This guy's a legend. Founder of Jim's mowing has tricked the mainstream media into reporting an April Fool's joke announcing he will form his own micro-nation in Australia. I love this, Ethan. This is fantastic. I'm going to screen share this. This is so good, eh? Andy, have you seen this? <laughs> this guy's a fucking legend. Jim Penman. It's Penman, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Land. <laughs> Jim Land. There he is. Look at him. He's even got his own fake beard on himself. Yeah. Introducing the world's newest <laughs> micronation, Jim Land. So he's tr- basically trolled the government. I love it. And he, he, I, I, I was, as you write about, he is a, um, a major... Um, he has so much hatred for <laughs> fucking Dan Andrews down there in Victoria. So Jim Penman, the founder of Jim's Mowing, started off April with a bold announcement on his Twitter page. The owner of Jim's group revealed to the world that he has seceded from Victoria to create his own country called Jim Land. He should have called it Jim's Land rather than Jim Land, but anyway. Uh, As such, the mowing mogul said he will now uh, go under the name His Royal Highness King Jim I. And there is his uh, Twitter post. (laughs) Look at the work he's done there. It's fantastic. Good on him. Uh, Here we go. The announcement was picked up by mainstream outlets like the Sydney Morning Herald. There's a link to it there. People can read. Which reads, Enraged at Victorian Premier Dan Andrews' lockdowns, Penman is creating his own country and declaring independence from Victoria. Jim's mowing founder secedes, declares himself king. Most of the piece mocks Penman for his decision, stating he is going full sovereign citizen. There we go, attacking the sovereign citizen movement. Another article was picked up from The Age, who even created a cartoon for the story. Jim's rebellions. Mowing mogul secedes from Victoria, declares himself king. And there's the uh, cartoon. Very cool. Um, Penman... Penman told reporters that it's like when the United States colonies declared independence from Britain in 1776. You've got unjust and tyrannical government. Uh, if you've got unjust and ant- tyrannical government, you can secede. But here's the thing. It was nothing more than an April Fool's joke. And here's his other Twitter post on April 1st. In case you forgot the date, don't believe everything you hear online. Thank you for all the donations to Menshed that have been made. We have a lot of donations We've had a lot of donations for the Men's Shed. So he's doing it as a fundraising thing for Men's Shed, which is pretty good. Uh, he says here in his own comment on his own tweet, and this is the bit I love the best, we have also screenshotted many pleasant tweets from those who fell for it and will do a video with them next week. Quite a concern of how many people with journalist and politician in their bio fell for it. Stay tuned for that. Oh, I love that. Good on you, Jim. Well done. How good is that? <laughs> Classic Aussie humour and another L for the mainstream media. Well said, Ethan. Organisations who run with any headline instead of double-checking any documents or facts. Exactly. They in their attempts to mock Jim for his decision. Uh, he has pointed out the state of mainstream news in 2023. Absolutely has. He did very well. Uh, I'll probably have to update those articles with hyperlinks uh, for archive.org ones since... Uh, once they inevitably take the stories down, yeah. Have you checked? Have they taken them down by chance, Ethan? Just quickly. The um, the age one actually uh, reworked it. They didn't uh, take it down. They reworked. 
to get rid of um, the uh, language that made them say, now it's, Jim is apparently doing this, so ah. it doesn't make them look bad. But... <laughs> yeah, we've seen them do that before, haven't we? Yeah. All right, here we go. What makes this April Fool's joke even sweeter is the fact that this type of announcement would be totally believable, seeing as Jim is, is a notorious critic of lockdown measures in Victoria. But it turns out he was just trolling after all, and any donations were made actually going to the men's shed. Um, so there we go, a bit of information there about him in the video. Um, talking about the lockdown there. I'm just going to scroll down a little bit further here because the interesting part was, I think, coming up here. Yeah, here we go. Uh, if he was to break away from his own own gym land, we'd make sense of yeah, so here we go. If he was to, uh, if he was to do uh, to break away and form his own gym land, he would join the most extensive list in the world found right here in Australia as we host roughly one-third of all micro-nations. And here we go, micro-nations. This is the interesting bit I liked, Ethan. And I, I, I knew about the Principality of Hutt River, but yeah, it's a bit of a mind-blow on this one. So here we go. Although Jim's micro-nation was an elaborate troll, the concept of micro-nations is not a made-up one. Micronations, sometimes also referred to as model countries and new country projects, are generally small self-proclaimed entities that claim to be independent sovereign states. They should not be confused with microstates such as the Vatican City or unrecognized states, which are of more geopolitical significance because they exercise clear control of an actual territory. Micronations are typically those which are not acknowledged such as by any recognized sovereign state or by any supranational organization and generally don't hold any geopolitical power. Australia has more micronations than any place in the world. That's huge. I actually didn't know that. that is, that's awesome. Uh, Prince Leonard was famously, oh, sorry, Prince Leonard famously created the Principality of Hutt River in a dispute over wheat quotas in the 1970s. It was subsequently dissolved during the pandemic period, but has been highlighted for decades. Yeah. Uh, Prince Leonard, any other picture there? So here we go. Similarly, Prince Paul and Princess Helena founded the Snake Hill Principality, located near Mudgee in New South Wales, following a long-running dispute with their bank. The Principality of Y, located in North Sydney land area, was established after local council rejected an application to build a driveway. That one, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, <laughs> in Victoria, a long-running dispute over flood damage to farm properties led to the creation of an independent state of Rainbow Creek in 1979. The Empire of Atlantium is, also, uh, is located in regional New South Wales and has more than 3,000 citizens, almost four times the population of the Vatican City. Self, uh, George II, self-appointed sovereign head of state George of II. the Empire of Atlantium. Look at him there. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Even got his own guard. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, look at that. Uh, an anti-taxation campaigner founded the Grand Duchy of Avram in Western Tasmania in the 1980s. His grace, the Duke of Avram, was later elected to the Tasmanian Parliament. In 2004, Dale Anderson sailed to the uninhabited island of, C of Cato East of the Great Barrier Reef, he planted a flag and announced the formation of the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands to protest the passage of the Australian legislation banning same-sex marriage. Uh, the kingdom was dissolved when they passed it in 2017. There are just a few examples of micronations linked to Australia, leading our country to become uh, becoming known as the micronation central of the world. Raising the drawbridge, why are so many Australians creating their own countries? There are currently over 30 operating micro-nations here in Australia. 
Maybe we will see Jim actually take this idea seriously if more lockdowns were to emerge. It would be nice to add Jimland to these lists. It is also nice to see the mainstream media fall on their faces yet again. Yeah, well, well done finishing the article there. I love it. Um, but there you go, um, <laughs> listeners and uh, lads. That's fantastic. I love that article. I thought that was fantastic. That's literally one of my favorite runs. I, not just the fact that, that he fooled the MSM and made them look so stupid with a typical... Like, in April... Like, seriously... I don't even bother looking at anything on April Fool's Day. Like, I don't even check any mainstream news, nothing, because I know there's going to be something in there um, that's going to fool people and make people look stupid. So I don't even touch it myself. I just let it go and then like to laugh at people afterwards. Um, but yeah, that whole thing about the micronations, over 30, currently over 30 operating in the country. That That's amazing. That blows me away, guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to Andy first before we um, let you wrap it up there, Ethan. But Andy, have you... I mean, obviously, you've known about micronations. I mean, you probably, I'm not sure if... I'm sure we've talked about the Hutt River province here in Australia, but, yeah, does, does that... Yeah. That blows me away. What about yourself? That's... Yeah, it blows me. I, I, I'm amazed that there's so, so many. Mm. Yeah, where, where can we join up? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like paradise to go and retire in. I know, right? I'm surprised people like... Yeah. You know, Pete Evans or these people haven't created their own one in the you know northern uh, northern rivers areas of New South Wales or something like I'm sure there's probably a couple down there anyway but yeah it blows me away full on hey how how I mean could you get away with like creating your own registration for your cars and your own tax system and well I, I didn't, you know didn't, your own um, the Hutt River had everything yeah Hutt River had their own stamps and passports I'm pretty sure back in the day. Wow. Currency, yeah, currency as well. That's right. Yep. Passports would have to be a difficult one, surely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you just <laughs> if someone drives through your principality, they just you can, stamp them. You just stamp them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travelled lately. Everything's digital with facial recognition and everything, and you put your passport in the actual machine. No, but yeah, I remember you saying that last time you went over to PNG too. You encountered yeah. that sort of technology, yeah. No, there's no, there's no human interaction with, or ex, yeah, no, there's no human interaction at um, Brisbane International when you're going through. It's all, it's all done by by machines. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, you, know, you scan right. your face, and it's all facial recognition yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah. So. You, your passport face down with your image on your passport in a in like a, a scanner thing and then the gate opens up and then you walk forward and then and then the machine scans your face and then if everything checks out then the doors swing open and then and you go forward to the next bit yeah yeah so, but yeah. thankfully so, if you if you went through the principalities you just get a good old-fashioned stamp Andy like the old days because <laughs> Because oh, passports no. still are a physical thing that you hold on to for now, mm. I suppose. Mm. Before they get put on your phone, well, I guess. Until then, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, but there you go, guys. guys. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's just awesome. And just just quickly yeah, comment, yeah, Andy, guys. too, Andy, on the, um, the the main part of the article as well, which of course was Jim uh, <laughs> Land. Um, yeah, what do you what do you thought? Some good old Jim Penman from Jim's Mowing. Sticking it to the man, Legend. Andrew's down the man. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, yeah, no, that's great. Good to see people with money, and, you know, like big big business people um, being openly critical to yeah. the, and obviously a tyrannical government down there. Mm. You know, he's, so he's not, he's not scared like the, you know, the rest of them are. Or, or, or worried about maybe they might lose some government contract or something. He would just, you know, he would, he would just say it. Oh, I love that. I love, really love that. A true Australian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? You know, guys. Yeah. Go, go, even go. though Australia, even though Australia has the most micronations in the world, I think the rest of the world has some of the most creative ones. And I've just sent through to you one of them if you wanted to bring it up, but to see it, to believe it. But this is one of my favourite ones. It's called the Principality of Sealand. And what this uh, micronation is, is it is um, a micronation that is off the East Anglican coast of England, the North Sea there. And it was established in 1967, fellas, on top of an abandoned World War II gun platform. Oh, yeah, I've so heard about this. There, I have heard about this. Yep, this is one that's of the ones. That's photo. Yep, there it is. That's, um, that's classic. That's one of my favourite uh, yeah. micro-nations. They literally just built on top of an abandoned gun World War II uh, barracks, yeah. and now it's a micro-nation since 1967. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, eh? And it's it's literally like the, the, the that's like a those things there where it's Sealand is written and stuff, that's like the size of a container. There's like a couple of container width sizes there and then the platform itself is, I mean, if you're standing, I don't know how, what would that be? Maybe, maybe five by about 15 meters. So it's not massive or maybe 20, maybe, <laughs> maybe six by 20 or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, but that's a, that's a micro nation. That's it. <laughs> Very cool. That's all you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> And it's still going today. Um, it's it's got a constitutional monarchy from 1967. They've got the Sealand dollar, and you can go visit this tiny, tiny country on top of a uh, oh, there you go, <laughs> abandoned gun platform. The total, <laughs> it's the total area is approximately one acre, so it's bigger than a little bit bigger than I thought actually. So yeah, point zero zero four kilometers squared. <laughs> Wow. That's cool. I love it. Correct. I love it. But there's so many examples, you know, like one in Florida, the Conk Republic in Key West, Florida. Um, They celebrated their 40th annual independence celebration um, just recently. They were founded in 1982. They, in response to a U.S. Border Patrol blockade at the Florida Keys, so they pretty much just um, did it. Um, there's also been ones that have been formed in Antarctica, the Grand Duchy of Flandris in Antarctica, the Grand Duchy of West Arctica um, by Marie uh, on Marie land there. And essentially they've got currency that's called ice marks. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's a fascinating area. Um, obviously, if you think one of my favorite ones was the Republic of, I believe it's Wagamonona. I can't. It's a New Zealand name. Oh, okay. Uh, on the North Island. This micronation emerged when a regional council boundaries were changed. So upset of the potential to having to play rugby for their neighbours, the residents decided to secede. 
typical Kiwis, fellas. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> their awesome. border for their area moved, and they didn't want to play footy for the other area, and so they just created their own little republic. So wow. they didn't have to play for any of them. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, a, a crazy concept. Hey, but yeah, incidentally, it's all in Australia as well. I just wanted to bring this up too. So here we go. Back in 2019, Jim's Group is the largest home service franchise in Australia. It's an annual turnover of over $500 million. Um, there you go. So that's uh, full on. It's been around for a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah since uh, the 80s. Interesting. Started it with $24 of capital, it says. Yep. Jim Henman. Now look at it. Yeah. Good on him. What a legend. Um, all right, fellas, we might um, wrap up the show there. Um, I think that's that's all I was really Too wanted easy. to cover. If there's anything else you guys wanted to bring up, feel free to, to do so now. Uh, Andy, anything you want to add to the discussion for tonight? I'd like to announce that I'm starting my public in PNG <laughs> in Bougainville. <laughs> Called Andy Land. Andy Land. Andy Land. Oh, I love it. It's like Candy Land, but Andy Land. <laughs> oh, how do I apply for citizenship? <laughs> oh, mate, you get honorary citizenship, and when you walk in, you get presented with your passport and, and you, a nice little plot of land. Are you going to be the king of Andy Land? Of course. Can I be knighted? Can you knight me then? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good stuff that's good stuff i love it uh, anything else ethan for uh for the show mate no no i think it was a good episode mate um you know a lot of a lot of fun in this episode um i just appreciate everyone for tuning in for spreading the word um we're going through some very interesting times at the moment so we'll be here to obviously cover all of that but yeah i appreciate everyone tuning in and just continue to check out our websites for more. And where can they go to uh, support TOTT News, mate? Just uh, tottnews.com. <laughs> you can click the banner at the top there if you want to you know, become a part of our like-minded community. If you've got an extra $5 a month, you get some extra content, help us out a bit more. And if you want to be, you know, fully dive into a community where we talk about all this stuff all the time... Uh, you know, there's there's more options there for you, uh, member workshops, all that type of stuff. So I'm over there just publishing content, and whether you're a member or not, I hope that uh, you can stop by and have a look. Awesome. <laughs> well done. Well, there we go, folks. Been on the screen there for you. If you're not a member, do so. Get over, get on board. You won't regret it. That's for sure. All right. Let me stop sharing that one now. That was um, Season 5, Episode 9 for this one. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time. We will catch up again soon, hopefully. Again, uh, sorry, I apologize to the listeners for the extra couple of days delay getting the show out. Life gets in the way, unfortunately, uh, which it did so for me this week, uh, or the weekend just gone, I should say. So, hope everyone has a great Easter. Have uh, have a good break. Have a bit of time off. Um, see family and friends, and uh, don't need too much crap. Crap or any of the time. Post office clocks put up signs saying, All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 
bachelors phone up their friends for a drink while the married ones turn on a chat show and they'll all be lonely tonight and lonely tomorrow gentlemen time please you know we can't serve anymore now the traffic lights change to stop when there's nothing to go and by five o'clock everything is dead and every third car is a cab and ignorant people sleep in their beds like the dope white mice in the college lab and nothing ever happens nothing happens at all the needle returns to the start of the song and we all sing along like before and we'll all Telephone exchanges click while there's nobody there The Martians could land in the car park and no one would care Closed-circuit cameras and department stores shoot the same movie every day And the stars of these films neither die nor get killed Just survive constant action replay And nothing ever happens Nothing happens at all The needle returns to the start of the song And we all sing along like before And we'll all be lonely tonight And lonely tomorrow that nobody needs While anger from Manchester writes to complain about all the repeats on TV And computer terminals report some gains in the values of copper and tin While American businessmen snap up Van Goghs for the price of a hospital wing Tomorrow.